When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well met, fellow adventurers, once again. We are back with Sir Crokington. And this is time to explore Fogbar, the forest of mist. You stand at the eastern edge of Fogbar Forest, just west of the fortified town of Ashlar. Long, swirling bands of mist soul roll slowly out of the cursed wood and curl around your feet, before men melding into the blanket of fog that swallows up the nearby, nearby hills. The forest seems to be almost alive, although you can see nothing moving beneath the watting, shadowy trees. You feel as if the cold stares of a thousand pairs of eyes are fixed on you. Well, time to explore it. Only thin, sickly strands of light penetrate this part of the cursed wood. An ankle-high blanket of grey fog swirls across the soft, uneven ground. Now and again, far off through the shadowy, decaying trees, the haunting cry of some strange bird breaks the eerie silence. Time to explore. This is going to take a while. Your exploration of Fogbar is interrupted by the sudden and unbroken arrival of one of the watting forest nightmarish denizens. It's a watting wolf this time. The undead wolf viciously tears at your flesh. Oh, and I'm fighting unarmed right now. I'm going to fix that by equipping by equipping where, where is it? The quick stab dagger. I'm doing that mainly so I can get my agility up. Because if I don't have that equipped, just check. Or, or do I? No, no, it's, it's quick stab. Is the quick stab towers for the agility or for something else? No, it's for the luck. I'm wielding the quick stab dagger for the luck, which is further boosted by by the phantom armor, which makes my luck now nineteen. Anyhow, that that's why. That's why. Anyway, it's equipped. Now things will be slightly easier. You spend the next 
Anyway, I get four gold, some common loot. You spend the next few minutes recovering from battle and checking over the equipment. Alas, certain you are no longer in immediate peril. You once again set off and resume your exploration of the Watting Forest. Exploring again. This is a Jade Fang Hunter Ant. Just a regular fight. Jade Fang Hunter Ant snaps at you with its powerful pincers and is slain. 5 XP. No loot this time. And all the regular fights enter the same way. While exploring, exploring Fogball Forest the Outer Wood, you suddenly find yourself approaching the broad, forbidding mouth of the dark cave. Alright, is this trusted light source hand? Make your way into the cave. Okay, I think this is just one of those random caves. Here's a tri jaw. Just going to explore it a bit just to check. I think this is just one of those randomly generated yeah yeah it's a randomly generated cave you know what i'm just going to get out of here you can get a teeny teeny bit of experience for clearing them but it doesn't advance any plot lines and it's as a grind spot goes not that good just leave it be and there's no heroic reason to want to move away and continue on its way without looking back you turn and set off on your way I'll just not do any more of those in the future it's a bark back beetle this time the thick shells of these large carnivorous beetles resemble rough tree, tree, rough tree bark bark back beetles are a particularly rugged variety of beetles and are just slightly larger than a wolf. Oh, I want to pet it. But I guess that once again that option is not available. Snaps at you with its mighty jaws. The enemy's powerful tint pincers tear into your flesh and almost bite me in half. But you know I'm very tough so it doesn't work. Anyway slain. 5 XP and 3 gold. Why does a beetle have gold? I don't know. Presumably it uh, ate it. Or someone threw some gold at it and got, got stuck in its... Got stuck on its knobbly shell. Or I've... Oh, oh it was a trinket. I found a trinket worth 3 gold. Well, alright, that makes a lot more sense. Who knows what the trinket could be? Could just be a particularly interesting bit of shell. Could be an egg. Could be some sort of parasitoid, fu parasitoid fungus that grown in here and just happen to have medical properties. Who knows? Who knows? Explore again. It's a dog. Those are the nasty trees. Uh, despite, yep, they, those are the big nasty trees. They don't like people. The fierce dog swipes you with one of its broad limbs. I just like. Yeah, are we are we the 
There's a lot of different foes here. Here's the nothing message. Your exploration of, of Fogwell Forest takes you into some of the thickest, most tangled terrain you've ever navigated. Despite a long and tiring trek through the mist-shrouded wood, discover nothing of any particular interest. Keep exploring. Three rotting corpses. They swipe at you with their deadly claws, but they are still all slain. Four XP. And you get you get the standard end of battle thing. Right, we got a suddenly. When you have a suddenly, you could possibly have a story advancing event. So, now this way, it kind of gives you a warning. It gives you a warning to not click ahead really quickly. So, so you're not going to miss anything unique and important because you have this suddenly turning it make, make you go away. Oh, I better actually read this stuff. Not far, far inside the eastern edge of the outer wood, while passing through an area that appears to have been recently ravaged by high winds, you happen upon a lone figure seated on the thick trunk of a toppled, decaying hardwood. The man, clad in a mottled green and brown tunic, and wearing a broad-wind leather hat, suddenly turns towards you. His bright, sparkling eyes open, open wide as a look, as a look of recognition passes over his beaming face. You instantly recognise the man now, hopefully tossing what appears to be the Riga with the remnants of a meagre meal into a cloth bag. Well, 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 this isn't quite the surprise, says Tally, leaping down off his log and striding to meet you at a shoulder cross. I'm pleased, pleased to see you, of course, said Crocky, too. Though I can't say with any degree of honesty, I'm pleased to see you here. Anyway, how are you getting along with that piece I sold you? Hmm. I guess that means this event can't happen unless you've got at least one, one piece of equipment from Tally's, or it's slightly rewritten if you haven't. Tally's tells you he's been on a short expedition through the outer wood, collecting various specimens of flora and fauna for a project he's recently undertaken. He only offers scant details about the endeavour. And you chose not to press him on the matter. The forest is crawling with those walking sticks. Those walking sticks being the Otawak. Though of course we previous we encountered a lot of them in the attack on Ashley, and there's there's a link to that in the previous episode. If you want to want to see how that all worked out. And then more encounters with them. Or in there too. The actually, yeah, the first two, the first, two, the first two links in the previous episodes both have encounters with the. Both have encounters with the Otrok, and we're going to be having a lot more encounters with them. I mean, a lot. Yes, we're going to be so many Otrok. We're going to be fighting. That'd be 
for brief periods of rival the undead for the most fought. For the most fought enemy type. He says, his upper lip, lip plainly displaying his disdain. For what you can only assume with the Otoak. As if a place already smote by the hand of all that is wicked needed something else to prowl through its mists. I didn't know you any better than I do. I should consider myself remiss for not advising you to turn about and strike out for clearer skies and less powerless woods. But after all, you're the old blood serpent, and an old hand myself can readily recognise when a warning will go unheeded. After all, there's adventure to happen here. Tully's told you, that he's always encountered seven Otoroks since dawn, and he believes he may have, on two separate occasions, caught sight of their elusive master, the renegade sorceress Korotel. You ask Tallis how it is as he has heard about the events that took place in Ashley, and the master adventurer smiles to think so Cromington. That something would happen either west, east or west of the river that I wouldn't catch wind of, he says smirking. I mean, these things don't quite, don't command quite the ways they once did. But I've acquired a good many trusted cohorts over the years. And they always seem to see fit to fill my ears with all manner of news. And I must admit, the tales I heard of your endeavour path of that town did much to restore my faith in our profession. You speak at length with Tallies. He seems genuinely interested in the details of your latest adventures. The master adventurer listens without interruptions to your accounts, nodding frequently and often asking you to repeat the finer points. At last, you're about to bid farewell to the Tallies. Well, he tells you something that immediately garners your, poten- your attention. I have a small proposition for you, my friend, he says, waving away a wisp of fog that suddenly swirls about across his face. It involves the retrieval of some pouches I've been seeking. I have every reason to believe they're here, somewhere in this cursed wood. You ask Tallies about the pouches. He tells you they were belonged to a friend of his, though they were stolen long ago. The thieves who stole the pouches fled into Fogborough, he says, waving his white hand about the mist-shrouded trees that surround you. It's believed they never again emerge from this woods. And I firstly concur with the notion the pouches are to be found here, somewhere. Tallies seems reluctant to provide you with any intricate details regarding the pouches, but he does say they're small, black, and sewn out of cloth. They have other unmistakable properties, he says. You're not likely to overlook one should you see it, and now convenient enough, even though this forest probably spans hundreds or even thousands of square miles it's we're not exactly sure how big it is but it's really big somehow even though we're looking for three things that could be anywhere 
because of just the the fate, I guess. Fate, yeah. Let's just say it's fate. Fate and possibly the guidance of the All Father, we will be able to fight them. You're not likely to overlook one should you see it. You tell Tallies that you keep an eye out for the pouches as you explore the forest. He nods and swiftly digs his hand into a pocket to ha hidden away in his tunic. I'm going to hold you to your word on that, he says, grinning, as he produces a leather pouch and hands the bulging object to you. Don't consider it a retainer for your services, mind. Consider it a gift. Consider it a gift to be a gift from dear old me. You open the pouch and are shocked to discover it contains 16 adventurer tokens. Blimey. Blimey. That's a lot of adventurer tokens for just, you know, turning up. I haven't even done anything yet. You thank Tallies for the tokens, but he shakes his head and smiles. Never mind about any of that, he says, smirking as he dismisses your genuine sediment. There are, to employ a much-used phrase, many more where those came from. I mean, does he make them? I mean, he might. He might make adventure tokens and smuggle them across the kingdom where they can find their way into the hands of adventurers. Though, we have found them in a lot of places that are really old and well predate when Tallies was around. So, hmm. where are they coming from? Not exactly sure. But he's definitely had a hand in distributing them around. So that, to you know, just encourage adventurers to do... Things that need doing. Somehow. Bring me, bring me the three pouches, Sir Carting, Sir Grokington. I will gladly part with more of those. Well, that's an incentive and a half. We'll be doing that. Well, we can't really accelerate it because it's an explorable zone. You find what you find. But we know we don't be done until we found all three of them. At last, Tallies bids you farewell and wishes you luck on your exploration of Frogbar. He warns you to take you to take and to take care, I guess. I never told you to never stray, stray any deeper than the outer wood. The forest doesn't let you wonder where it will, as you might have gathered. It guards its deepest secrets quite carefully. And where those are to be found, a place is best avoided. You thank him for the advice, and wish him well as the master adventure returns and begins the large and arduous, arduous trek back to the trading post. Yes, all this is exploring the outer wood. Oddly enough, we've never actually got to explore the inner wood. Maybe we will someday. I mean, it, you know, imagine it's on the on the long-term plans because I mean it's just there 
taunting us with its inaccessibility. But if it is, it's going to be quite a way off. Anyway, keep exploring. Yeah, there's no, there's no quest list in this this game, so you just have to remember that you're doing it. Alright, this is an armoured scavenger. Just gonna thrust its sharp horn at you and it's slain. 2xp. Another armoured scavenger. Here to avenge its brother. The enemy savagely gores you for 5 damage. But no, it got killed too. Alright. Keep going. Another 2xp. Four lurching skeletons. They are just lurching about. The skeletons hiss wildly as they attack. As skeletons are wont to do, apparently. And they are slain. Don't know how skeletons still make noise, considering their voice boxes are quite disappeared. But I guess that's just one of the necromantic mysteries. That they can make any noise at all. Well, no. Other than the clittery, clattering, clonking of, of bones on bones. Or stuff like that. And xylophone noises with their ribcage. And stuff like that. Anyway, 4 XP for that. Terrible loot as well. Another armoured scavenger. Have I come across some sort of armoured scavenger convention? Anyhow, there we go. Keep exploring. It's a rotting wolf. Another one of those. It is slain. Six gold. Some XP. Carnage crawler. Snaps its powerful jaws at you. And is slain. Everything gets slain. Oh yeah, I can't get any more quick. Can't get any more. Can't pick up any more loot. Actually, I'll just sell that off now. Alright, that's been sold off. Now I'll be able to loot it well. I've got about 6,000 gold for that. It's all, it's all slowly adding up to when I'll be able to... Get Zorlan's fancy, fancy wing, which costs 250,000 gold, and that's pretty much your. It's going to be a long term gold goal for well, quite a while. It's, you, don't, you don't really have to grind for it because you get, you'll get plenty of. You'll get plenty of. plenty of gold through questing and just incidental looting but still I mean you could grind for it if you want to get it quickly but anyway, back back to Fogbor I have now 160,000 160,000 gold so I'm nearly two thirds of the way there back to explore we go there's a dark cave just ignore that I mean, there are caves that are unique and worth exploring, but they'll say, but you'll be told when you found them. There's another Carnage Core, I'm just going to quick combat that. 
5 XP for that. So Tridior once more. Saw some of those before. Lurking Skeleton. Nothing of particular interest. Your exploration of Fogbro is interrupted by the sudden and unwelcome arrival of Rotting Woodland's nightmarish denizens. A load Otrox strides into view out of the fog ahead and suddenly stops. The strange being's head swivels from side to side as it appears to carefully study the area. You've no doubt the Otrox is one of Coratel's scouts that now frequently patrol the cursed wood. You've yet to be spot-potted. So I can sneak off and just continue, or I can attack the lone Otrox scout. You know, before it does something. Something. Pro probably sinister. Because so far, every Otrox we've encountered has been doing something sinister. So, might as well just bash it. You step forward through the swirling mists and launch a sudden and ferocious assault on the Otorok scout. The slender, human-sized being of wood and iron swiftly counters your attack. It's an Otorok scout. The Otorok scout swipes at you with its iron-tipped wooden limbs. The Otorok strikes you with a staggering blow. Your body and spirit help you to to avoid being stunned, but I still take eight damage. Keeps fighting. I managed to I managed to finish it off before it could adapt its combat tactics and become scaled. Got it off first. Bashed it to pieces first. Five XP. You step back from the remains of the slain Otrox Scout. I spent a few moments catching your breath. The sounds of your brutal fight against the minion of Coratel have been replaced by the eerie, echoing noises that pervade this rotting domain of mist and shadow. When at last you're ready, you once again set off and resume your exploration of the cursed wood. Alright, that's the nothing message. So Dombuk once more. Swipes you with one of his broad limbs. The Dombuk grabs hold of you, entangling you in his thick branches and shakes you violently. Oh no! That was eight damage. Anyway, it is slain. Six XP for that. And so on. It's an oozing beetle. Oozing beetle thrusts its horn at you, then it savagely gores you for six damage. Anyway, it is slain. There's some XP, some gold. So, Jade Fang Hunter, I'm just going to quick combat that. We fought those before. Keep exploring, Kindness Crawler, quick combat that. 5 XP and 4 gold. Fire Trinket, of course. 
Hylopore Beetle, we've seen a lot of those in earlier adventures. As for example, they were under under the Lilac Monastery. Explore again. Quick quick combat this Jade Fang Fantarant. Five XP once more. Four rotting corpses. Quick combat those. Another five XP. Dumbuck, quick combat. And six XP. Terrible loot. So what snail? This time. These giant snails, some as large as bears, generally feed upon the rotting remains of all manner of creatures. These can be found virtually anywhere, but tend to thrive in dark, damp places. These carnivorous scavengers are fearless and aggressive. Tales abound about giant rot snails attacking, pursuing, and even devouring humans unfortunate enough to cross paths with them in the wild. Well, better quick combat it then. Right, 2xp. Going another armored scavenger to quick combat. I mean, it's not an unlimited amount of different enemies. One of the nightmarish denizens approaches. It's another low note to Quick combat that. Got managed to adapt to 11 plus, which means I get more XP. I get 8 XP. And it. it Conclusion is the same as the previous one. Oop, here comes a suddenly. While moving through the tangled and particularly foggy region of the forest, you discover a narrow fissure in the forest floor that leads down into a cave. Made a special note of this location, the cave lair. Now this is a special cave. This isn't one of those randomly generated caves where you just wander around fight some puny monsters and you get a teeny bit of XP and a very large loot drop at the end. No, no, this is a handcrafted cave. I paid a special note of this location, the cave lair. I may return to it in the future whenever you explore Fogmore Forest, the outer wood. You're standing before now a fissure in the forest floor that leads down into a dark cave. A foul odour rises out of the crevice. Climb down into the cave, of course, taking care not to lose your footings with the glow of your dependable light passing through the gloom. Climb through the fissure into the dark cave. You stand just below the shallow fissure through which you entered the shadowy cave. Damp, uneven corridors extend off into darkness into the east, west, and south. A foul odour lands heavily in the air. Right, I'll start by going east. A foul odour penetrates this damp, shadowy cave lair. Crude etchings on the wall depict a band of small humanoids hunting a variety of large beasts. Ah, this is probably a goblin lair then. Something turns up one to the east now. Your progress along the cave corridor 
is brought to a halt by the sudden appearance of a group of five clever claws. Oh, blimey. Clever claws? We've not seen those in a while. The party of vicious humanoids immediately spot you and rush forward to attack. Realise unless you flee now, you will not be able to escape from this fierce band of clever claws. Now, unless you play the game or listen to every podcast before it, but considering there's hundreds of them, I can understand if you haven't, you might not know what a clever claw is. So I'll read the law book entry right now. Come on, bring it up, you silly moo. Here we go. Cavaclaw. Cavaclaws are small humanoids, about two-thirds the size of the average human. That's a close related to goblins. They're thick, leathery skin like goblins, which is almost always a deep shade of green. These vile creatures are almost certainly a product of some dark sorcery many ages ago. The, the line is derived from the sh- long, sharp, stone-hard claws that protrude from each of their thumbs. These two claws serve as de- nat- effective natural weapons that all clever claws are adept at using, but also make holding pens really difficult. The clever claws are not known to seek out confrontation with humans, as some other goblin species do, but instead prefer to hide themselves away in some dark, remote place where they can be left to their own affairs. When they feel their domain has been violated, however, which I've just done, however, they become savage, deadly enemies. Note. Should be noted, however, that in some instances, Cavaclaws will be found in the employ of a powerful personal creature, usually someone or something they fear, and in such cases they will fiercely defend their master. Okay, so do these Claverclaws have a master, or is this just wild Claws? Of course, this doesn't really matter because I'm in their lair, so they're going to fight me to the death either way. I mean, it's a matter of pride now. The party of vicious humanoids immediately spot you and rush forward to attack. You realise that unless you flee, now flee? <laughs> flee? I don't do fleeing. Except for the very few occasions where an enemy is temporarily invincible until you do some... Till you do some sort of thing. Or that one time when you're doing the wand adventure where you're fleeing so you don't murder someone. You realise that unless you flee now, you will not be able to escape from this fierce band of cover claws. Obviously, hold your ground and face the assault. How you position yourself to ensure you only face your enemies one at a time. You bravely engage the first, the vicious clever claws. One of five attacks you with his deadly claws. The enemy's claws tear into your flesh, but mostly the, the, the thumb claws, because they're the long ones. Anyway, it is slain. Four XP. 
the bloody corpse of the slain cavalcore slumps the cave floor. Alright, here's number two. Stubbity, stubbity, stub. Alright, and on to number three. It's the same message before as the first ones, because this is just a series for XP for that. That's the this is the penultimate cover claw of this group. There'll be other groups. Because this is a whole I guess tribe. Or however they or however they organise themselves. As we say, I'm not as I probably said before, I'm not a goblinologist. So their exact sociology is a mystery to me because usually every time I'm about to investigate it. I get all stabby and that kind of it's very very hard to do anthropology when you've killed everybody well most forms of anthropology you could probably do you could probably do some phrenology and you know and without them being alive you could just say they go along with whatever you could just say oh Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, that's why they were all stabby and murderous. It was definitely them who were stabby and murderous. It's because they have this lump at the back of their head where the stabby murderous wage lump is bigger. Yes, but most anthropology couldn't do that once you've stabbed everyone. The bloody corpse of the slain cavalcore slumps the cave floor. The la I'm engaging the last of the vicious cavalcores. Attacks you with deadly claws. Tech claws tear into your flesh for six damage. Anyway, it is slain. 4xp. The bloodied corpse of the slain cavalcore slumps the cave floor. 64xp in general. Well, it's that something at least. Spend a few moments recovering from the brutal battle. As you check over your equipment and struggle to catch your breath. Alas, certain there is no more of the vicious creatures lurking around, at least not for a while. You once again resume your exploration of the cave. Okay, making my way as east as I can go. Now I'm going to the southeast corner. You put these six cavalry cores. Just gonna face them. One of six. Just gonna quick combat them this time. One of six. Two of six. Three of six. Number four. About four XP for each of them. Number five. And finally, number six. Just going to fight that manually. Attack you with these deadly claws and slain. Four XP. 64 XP to general. You spend a few moments recovering from the brutal battle as you check over your equipment and struggle to catch your breath. At last, certain there are no more of the vicious creatures lurking about, you once again resume your exploration of the cave. Alright, there's something in the southeast corner. You step into a small, roughly circular chamber just to the south of the cave passage you've been exploring. And your eyes immediately fall upon a gruesome sight. Lying against the wall, 
His torso riddled with deep, festering gashes. His decaying body of a wag-clad man. He estimated his unfortunate soul has been dead for several weeks. You wonder how the slain man escaped being devoured by the vicious denizens of the shadowy lair. What you do is you just cover yourself with wasabi sauce. And then everyone who's twice sweet, you come, gross, and then they leave you be. Because it didn't stop it from dying, but it stopped it from being devoured afterwards, which, I mean, depending upon your religious affiliations, might be a really important thing. A quick search of the man's remains turns up a small quantity of gold and a pouch containing three adventure tokens. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I guess guess I'm not really in a position to position to bury him right now. But I guess I'll just make a note of this and maybe someone will be able to come round and bury him later anyway 25 gold and 3 adventure tokens another 3 adventure tokens certainly you haven't overlooked anything you turn and leave the small chamber and resume your exploration of the cave another cut just a random cavacore wandering around dark shapes of looms out the passage ahead Instinctively, you draw yourself into a defensive stance as the lone cover claw steps into view. The vicious humanoid bounds forward and attacks. His deadly claws poised to tear into your flesh. This is a cover claw. Attacks with deadly claws that tear into your flesh. Anyway, it is slain. 3xp. Spend a few moments recovering from the melee, but dare not linger too long. Lest any more of the vicious inhabitants of the cave might suddenly appear out of the darkness. With your every sense alert for the first sign of further danger, you once again resume your exploration of the cave. 
And now just back to explore south of where we started out. Seven cavalcores this time. Just gonna quick combat them one at a time. Only two XP. Alright, four XP for that one. Another four. And another four. Alright, five. And six. And finally, cover core seven. And the last one for this group. 4xp for that, and 64xp to general. You spend a few moments recovering from the brutal battle, as you take a check over your equipment and struggle to catch your breath. Alas, certain, there are no more of the vicious creatures lurking about. You once again resume your exploration of the cave. I was away for a bit, and I'm back. And we're exploring that clay cave, still exploring the cave with the cavalry claws, as you know because you just heard. Anyway, I'm making my way to the southwest. Here's another thingy. It's five clavel claws. Right, thingy is just question mark on the map showing, which of course shows if you go here, something will happen. Just quick combating these. Don't need to read the description because we've read it before. Even the the special attack, so just go for it quickly. It's all about it's all about getting through it quickly so we can find out what else is in this cave. 64 XP to general. You spend a few moments recovering from the brutal battle as you check over your equipment and struggle to catch your breath. At last, certain now are no more of the vicious creatures lurking about. You once again resume your exploration of the cave. Alright, just filling in all the gaps along the south side. Cavalcore attacks from the dark. Quick combat. And 3xp for that. Southwest corner. Your progress along the cave corridor is brought to a halt by the sudden appearance of a group of four Clavacores. The party of vicious humanoids immediately spot you and rush forward to attack. You realise unless you flee now, you will not be able to escape from this vicious band of cuthbottles. I'm just going to see what happens if you flee. You take flight and flee along the cave passages in a desperate attempt to reach safety. At last, when you realise you're no longer being pursued, you pause to catch your breath. Only to discover you're back at the entrance to the cave. Okay. So that that's why you don't want to flee because you lose because you'll be all the way back at the entrance of the cave. And what it is a you'll be a pig to get back where you were. Not much of a pig. Because random battles are rare and easily resolved. And it's not it's not that big a major cave, but still will be take it takes you a few seconds to get back. Back to those four clavicles again. Alright, I've tried running. Now it's fight. That's number one. Two. Three. If you double quick the quick the quick combat button, it skips straight to your victory screen. Where you get your XP. 
saves a saves a little bit of time. Another 64 XP to general for defeating that group. Alright, making my way up the west side now. It's a bit twisty, but no problem there. Right, there's a three-way intersection on the west side. Here it, there's something there. Another four clavicles. Quick combat those as well. Uh, well, every XP point counts. Well, usually. Because if you've maxed out all your power your if you've maxed out all your skills and powers, not so much. I mean, it gives you a a cushion to use if you ever say get a new skill and skill or power powers introduced to the game or you get one of those items that you need to level up or you upgrade with general XP or you get an upgradable item and a few other things. It's not that much use for the huge amount of general XP you'll probably find yourself holding on to. You just, I don't know, it's probably just probably just a common neurosis, no real reason why you just keep that keep 388,000 general XP going there when I could use that to well nearly get to get well would it be enough to get a get a skill to level 100 possibly well it probably would would be on but would be close definitely closer on on a character with the 30% XP reduction, but Sokokuna doesn't have that. Sokokuna, not that good on the base stats for the physical things. Right, alright. No, there's a little alcove to the southwest. You're standing, you're standing in a room just off the wider cave tunnel you've been following. Bones, rocks, sticks, and other debris litter the floor here. You determine this chamber must be a place where the denizens of this shadowy lair dispose of unwanted refuse. Curious, could I take a closer look with my thievery skills? Well, eh, no, not here. Nothing to find here. What about divination? Use... Using divination, it succeeded, but it didn't, you know, do anything. Okay, here's another place. Here's another pile of refuse. Maybe here I can use the skill of fever, which is now in the recently used tab. No, another random clavicle. Quick comment that, 3xp. Oh, I'm starting to fill in all the gaps now. Okay, quick combat this. Yes, yes. No, no, it wasn't quick. I used Feathery in an, in the northern little alcove. I've got 4 XP to Feathery. Your expert eye catches sight of something buried in one of the heaps of bones and debris. A closer inspection reveals a small, decayed leather pouch. You pick up the walking pouch and are surprised to find it contains two adventurer tokens. I'm just going to guess Tally's just tossed that in here. 
while he was wandering through the forest. I'm thinking, hmm, cave full of carver claws. This is the sort of place I want adventurers to go and do a little slashy slashy. I'll just put, just hide two ATs over here. There we are. Someone's going to find that. And, and feeling, and feeling courage to do more heroic things. Or something like that. After searching through the rest of the refuse and finding nothing of any particular interest, you step out of the small chamber and prepare to continue your exploration. Alright. It's getting a bit busy to the northeast. Alright, five cover cores. Just gonna quick combat those. You can only quick combat one at a time now. Well, just because that's just how the game is wit. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a pain to have a... You'd have to program in a whole different thing so you could have a multi-quick combat button. And, you know, people would inevitably accidentally skip past something important and then complain about it. The bloody corpse of the slain clavicor slumps the cave floor. And another 64 XP to general for defeating that group. Alright, going east once more. Six cores this time. Alright, is they getting more? Oh, I've just got a wood up. A distant rumble of thunder reaches your ears. A strange item, wood icon, has appeared among your possessions. The bloody corpse of the slain Cavaclaw slumps to the cave floor. Alright, how many icons have I got now? Because the amount of icons you've got is a rough guide to just how much fighting you've been doing with this character. Alright, I now have six icons with Sir Crokington. Don't know how that compares with my other characters, but still. And I'll be able to identify that later and then do absolutely nothing with it. Nothing at all. Because this is just one of those systems that's just become completely... Become completely redundant of stat, as the stats of the regular equipment is just risen and risen and risen. And the stats of your imbuable equipment... Has um, not. I mean, the only thing it really has going for it is that you can rename it, which means it's probably probably one of the few, just about the only renameable bit of equipment you'll find in regular adventures. But that's about it. Bloody corpse of the slain cavalcore slumps the cave floor. All right, number two, slain. Number three, slain, 4xp. Four, slain for another 4xp. Five, turned into four experience. And six, 4xp, the war gone, 64xp to general. You spend a few moments, just very few, very few moments, recovering from the brutal battles. You check over your equipment and struggle to catch your breath. <sighs> At last, certain there are no more of the vicious cave creatures lurking about. 
you once again resume your exploration of the cave. Okay, now to explore the south northeast corner. The sudden sound of many feet moving along the passage ahead sends your pulse racing. You douse your light and press yourself up again and look stand very still and look like a rock. As you listen intently to what could only be a large group of cavalcores approaching. Seconds later, a band of twelve cavalcores emerges from the deep gloom to the east. Each of the vicious green-skinned humanoids carries a spear. Giving you an immediate impression, this group is about to set off, set out on a hunt. The dozen cavalcores will pass within only a few feet of you in just a couple of moments. So I have two options. Try to remain hidden or attempt to ambush the hunting party. Now admittedly, we're not sure what they're hunting. I mean, they are goblinoids, so there's a fairly decent chance that what they're hunting is humans. There's admittedly, there's not that many humans in Fogborough, so they'll probably just wander around for a lot, a lot, get themselves blocked, and get themselves killed by something, or just wander off, go, fine, we'll settle for a beat, or then go home. Or they could just, you know, be hunting for food, which is what... You know, most people were traditionally going for when they went hunting. You know, before it became became a before you know got taken over by well, not so nice people like that that dentist. You know, people who just want to show I'm a big manly man because I can kill a big animal from a, from I can kill a big animal. With a gun. And the animal doesn't have a gun. And doesn't even know I'm there. And hasn't seen me. And also I'm driving in a truck at the time. And I had someone else find the animal for me. Because I'm a big manly man. Who can kill things with guns. Which you know are very good at killing things. That's kind of the point of them. Yeah. (laughs) But you know in, in... Presumably in a goblin level society, when you're hunting, you know, it's to eat. So, eh, I mean, you could lean either way to should I ambush them or should I not? I mean, traditionally, Clavacores, Clavacores seem to not mess with humans without... Mess with humans without, you know, any particular cause. But if someone has turned up and took control of the Capricorns, they're probably going to be using them for various means, many of which will involve killing people. Because they're really good at that, Capricorns, with their clavering claws. So, really, I, I just can't choose. Once again, random.org. Tell me what to do. Alright. Generate the number. Between one and two. It's one. Alright. Randynumber.org has channeled the mysteries of the universe. And told me that these that these Cavalclaws are just out to get some food. They're probably killing a beetle or something. 
I don't, I don't even know if there are deer in Frogborough. Deer, boars, not the horn-tailed boars. They would not last five seconds against one of those. But, you know, re regular bacony boars. Whatever else there is. Yeah, that, that's what they're doing. Random.org has told me as such. So I'm going to try to remain hidden. With your every nerve tingling. And your back pressed up against a damp cave wall. You wait with bated breath. As the fierce band of Clavacore hunters proceed along the passage. The large group passes within three feet of your hiding place. Okay, I'm just going to be small. I'm good at that. Because I am small. Well, so Grogan is small. And... There is quite an overlap between the two of us. Bonus of 67. 18 from Feathery, 19 from Woodmanship, 10 from Agility, 10 from Body, 10 from Luck. Got to get 50 or more. Oh, I cannot fail. I cannot fail this check. Because I'm just that good at things. It's nice, it's nice to come across a check you cannot fail. Although that does leave you in a situation that you will never, ever, 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 ever see what would happen if you did fail. Which is sort of why I kind of want there to be some sort of auto-fail item. You know, which means, you just, so, just so you can see what happens if you fail. If you're curious, and in a few situations where might even benefit you not, so, not 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 something you can just use repeatedly i mean it should probably be as hard to acquire as the increased success things things like the, the second chances in second in fallen london for example you know something you, you can build up a few of them just casually through various means maybe you buy them Maybe they maybe generate a fixed number a day. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the game designer. But you use this, and then if you you have this item, then if you use it, you will be guaranteed to fail the next check you do. And see whatever happens if you do fail. Of course, a lot of that time would be you get slightly hurt, but you could be hurt in an interesting way. Anyway. Gonna pick now. See, see, see them go past me. Okay, ninety-one. Success, obviously. A sense of relief watches over you as as the Coverclaw band continues past your hiding place and disappears along the passage. You wait for nearly a minute until the sound of movement no longer reaches your ears before stepping out of the deep gloom at the edge of the tunnel. Okay, what's in the northeast corner? The instant you step into the small, bone-littered chamber at the end of the passage, your eyes are drawn to a hulking, fur-clad figure lurking in the gloom at the far side of the room. The figure steps slowly into the pool of light and is revealed to be a grey-skinned cave troll. The powerful creature quips a wooden club in its left hand, while the thick, tall, clipped finger, claw-tipped fingers of his right hand are wrapped tightly around the neck of a leather sack. 
I've nothing to argue with you, snarls. Snarls the troll, its yellow eyes narrowing as it locks its gaze on you own. This lair is yours if you so wish it. This is also yours. The troll simply tosses the leather sack in your direction. The bag lands about a foot in front of you. Keeping one eye on the fur-clad beast, you use your foot to push open the top of the sacks, revealing its contents. The bag contains a large quantity of gold, but where did that troll get the gold? Eh. Hmm, where could it have got that gold? I mean... Ultimately, these gold tokens would have come from humans, but... Because we're the only species that makes them. I mean, I assume so. I mean, maybe there's some sort of goblin mint somewhere. And presumably deep in the Netherlands there'll be other, other species that make... That make... That, that, use, that use regular currency. But in Tysa... If there's gold tokens, they would have been made by humans, either of either two varieties, either might have been made by the crown, might minted by the by the the kingdom of Tysa, or maybe one of the earlier earlier civilizations to take hold here, who probably presumably also used gold because. Gold is still rare, durable, and shiny. So making it a pretty good, making it a pretty decent thing to use as a currency. Yes. Of course, you'd probably want to want to mix it with something else, you know, to lower the cost and increase the hardiness. Because solid gold it's a bit soft probably if you made a coin out of solid gold probably wouldn't probably start to wear get worn a bit if you put it in a if it was washing around in a in a merchant's bag or something yes. something I ask only to go with no quarrel. It's, it was 568 gold. Despite the cold troll's formidable presence, you easily sense the mighty Queerfoot's fear for you. Seems the relatively short work you made of his loyal Clavacore tribe has removed from his mind any notion that you would make for an easy mark. Now, admittedly, without the Clavacore tribe, I don't really think the troll's a threat to anyone. Especially considering it's in Frogborough, where, quite frankly, it'd be lucky to survive. Well, you've no doubt. No doubt. Yes. Well, you've no doubt the patrol has no desire, desire to engage you. You're not easy in, them, in your mind about allowing the potential dangers to roam of man to roam free. And likely resume whatever wickedness your invasion of this lair has interrupted. Alright, so. I've got to choose. And this is a fateful decision. And I inexplicably feel my destiny may in some way be tied to the choice you're about to make. 
Now, I don't think any of these choices have actually yet led to anything. But maybe maybe they will eventually. Which of course, since we don't since we have no idea what they could lead to. I mean it could be bad, could be good. We don't know. So let the troll go in peace. We'll just finish it off right now. I mean, it did acquire a band of Clavler Claws. That's not the sort of thing you do if you're just, you know, trying to live. So you could obviously say, at least previously, had ambitions. You know, the sort of ambitions that having an army helps with. And when you have an army, that ambition is probably conquering things. And, you know, war stuff. I mean, it could just be defence, because it's Fogborough. It's a very scary place. But still, anyway. Random.org. I I do not know enough. So, random.org. One again. Oh, apparently I'm letting the troll go in peace. You move, a, you step aside. Moving clear of the entrance to the chamber. A signalling to the cave, cave troll, you have accepted his request. The great fur-clad fur beast moves cautiously past you and into the gloomy passage beyond. Alert for any sign of treachery on the part of the hulking creature, you watch him move swiftly along the tunnel until he disappears into the solid wall of darkness that lurks at the edge of your pool of light. The cave troll's heavy footfalls fade slowly into the distance as the fierce but humbled creature abandons the lair it once usurped from a clan of shade goblins nearly a decade ago. Well, I just hope this doesn't turn. I hope this just doesn't turn out badly for everyone else, or anyone else for that matter. With their troll overlord gone, the remainder of the Claws inhabiting the cave take flight, abandoning a place that will always associate with fear and death. The fear being of me! The sound, or oh, Sir Crockington, who is me? Oh, no, it's sort of, it's sort of weird in a second person game. The sound of many footfall rows. Footfalls fading into the distance as the denizens of the dark place flee for the mouth of the cave, filled you with a renewed sense of hope and a great relief. Realising you have now little to fear from the Claver Claws, we set about making a thorough search of the cave trolls there. Your search turns up little of interest, and you're about to abandon this in favour of making your way out of the cave when you suddenly spot something. Buried beneath the sh- a sh- pile of shattered stone, the north side of the chamber, you discover a wooden box. The box isn't locked, and inside the half-rotted container you find a curious item. A goblin skull, neatly cloven in two down the middle, rests in one corner of the wooden box. Several small pieces of jade protrude from the top of the skull, giving the wharf a gruesome object. A studied appearance. You pick up this jade-studded goblin skull and decide to take it with you for some reason. Well, it's got jade in it, so if nothing else, it's going to be valuable. 
and curious, this small fractured goblin skull, studied with seven pieces of jade, makes for a rather gruesome quote, trophy. You discovered this item in the deep recesses of a cave you explored in Frogmore Forest. Now, since it's a weird item, it's probably going to be used somewhere. Also, 128 experience to general. Having completed your search of the troll's lair, you spend a few moments adjusting and checking over your equipment before probably setting off to make your way out of the cave. Alright, time to fill in any gaps. You're standing in a wide alcove just to the east of the cave passage you're following. In the centre of the hollow, its edge is marked. Marked with crude etchings is a dark hole. A putrid, almost nauseating stench rises up from the hole. So I guess this is the toilet? I mean, everywhere need, everyone needs a toilet sometimes. Probably several times. But <laughs> you're very, very short-lived indeed. Suddenly... You catch sight of what you believe to be movement in the dark opening on the cave floor. Oh no. Toilet goblin! Examine the whole more... Well, well I'm, just, I'm curious now. Examine the hole more closely. What could it be? Toilet crab. Toilet crab. Toilet crab in a goblin there. You step up. You step up to the edge of the hole and peer into the inky darkness below. Nothing stirs into the impenetrable gloom beneath the opening. Without warning, a streak of red hurdles up through the hole, narrowly missing your head. You fall back, you spring back, and assume a defensive stance as your eyes lock onto the terrifying sight that has emerged from the dark hole, waving about wildly. Its lower efficient thicker portion wedged tightly in the opening in the floor is a massive red and green tentacle the hideous appendage no doubt the extremity of some fierce creature that has long made its slayer in this cave weaves about wildly before surging straight towards you it's a toilet octopus yes I'm still carrying on with the toilet thing you hurriedly draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as you prepare to defend yourself against the tentacle's frantic attack. Just a massive tentacle. Sorry about this. But we're in, a, we're in combat now, so nothing I can do. Well, I could run away. The tentacle streaks through the air as it attempts to touch. You know what? I'm going to run away. It's, it's only... It's just, it's just looking after its hole. You have fled from combat. What does happen? You turn and take flight. Before you can reach the passage to the west, the massive tentacle shoots out in an attempt to take hold of its fleeing prey. Hey, hey, I'm not no prey. Even though they look like prey. Alright, bonus of 30. After picking a number, bonus of 30. 20 for agility, 10 for luck. Gotta get 50 or more, or I get slapped. Pick now. 115 success. You nimbly dodge the tentacle's attempt to grab you from behind and reach the relative safety of the passage to the west. Wasting no time and thankful to have escaped a gruesome fate at the hands of the strange creeper, which you swiftly set off on your way. Alright, just going to fill in all the gaps in my exploration. 
There's not that many of them left because most of the stuff was around the edge of the dungeon. Was around the edge of the dungeon. Well, okay, now I've been... Now I've explored every square of this dungeon. The only thing to do is, do I go back to the tentacle or not? I'm going to check the wiki, see if there's anything actually good there. I've checked, and you get 256 general experience for defeating it. You know what? I'm going to get that. Alright, just, just got to get to it though. Although, maybe I could find out what happens with your encounter with the strange and deadly creature still fresh in your mind. You find yourself wary of approaching the hole. Examine the hole more closely. Begin. Defense. Flee! Alright, same check as before. 103 success. Alright, I'm just going to keep encountering it. And then running away. Can do a devastating blow. 96 success. Yeah, now the, uh, this tentacle must be getting really annoyed now. Because I keep I keep coming back and bothering it. Same check again. 100. Uh, I just keep going doing well at this check. I want to fail. So I can show to you all what happens. 60 success, okay, we're doing worse, which means we're doing better, because we want to fail. Once again, this is one of the things where the auto-fail item would just be nice. I mean, I don't not sure, know how you'd handle it, but it'd be nice. Just to have the option to fail sometimes. Just a lot of devastating blows. Quick combat, nope. You know what, I'm just going to keep doing this off mic until I actually fail. And here is your promised failure. With 29, I lowered, I unequipped my quick stab dagger and that lowered my stats and thus my chance. The tentacle whaps, swiftly whaps around you from behind, crushing you in its powerful grip. 13. Standing on points, lost. After a de desperate but thankfully brief struggle, you manage to free yourself from the creature's gas grasp and reach the passage to the west. Wasting no time, you swiftly move away from the alcove. Okay. Now that I've lured that tentacle beast, once home to a sinister tribe, of clever claws and the troll that held sway over them. The cave, thanks to you, seems now to be deserted, although I'm sure something new will move in soon enough. Maybe some beetles. Maybe some undead. Maybe even bandits that are really in the wrong place. Maybe maybe Otoak. Maybe Maybe ghosts and ghouls and goblins and, and trolls and ogres and all sorts of nasties could move in here. Anyhow, now to fight the tentacle for real. Examine the hole more closely. Begin combat. 
swings through the air to strike, strikes, swings through the air as it attempts to strike you. Sometimes does devastating blows, but it's not got lucky this time. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going, and now it is slain. Seven combat experience, and then 256 experience to general. The large tentacle shudders violently as it slowly retreats through the dark hole from which it emerged. You rush to the edge of the opening and listen intently at the sound of something massive dragging itself across stone rises up through the hole. In a matter of moments, the sound has faded to silence, leaving you once again alone in the eerie quiet of the cave. But whatever the cre- whatever the cre- whatever creature the tentacle belongs to, is still alive and presumably pissed off. And admittedly, it might not know what I look like, but who knows what it knows about me from its little toilet lair? With no desire to remain anywhere in the vicinity of the hole, you step back into the passage to the west. Okay, and that is everything that you can encounter in this little cave. Climb up and out of the cave. Making use of the many nooks in the damp rock, you climb up and out through the fissure and exit the cave. Move away from here, continue exploration. Now I can go back to that cave at any time. Because it just so happens that that cave has a couple of... That cave has a couple of those couple of AT point fine points you could easily have missed, especially the ones where where you just have to use P3 unprompted. And anyhow, it's been it's been significantly more than an hour, so that is probably enough time in Fogwell Forest for now. So next time we will return, and we will. Try to figure out what Coratel is up to. Up to. See if there's any use for that. That Jade Goblin Skull. Find Tally's pa- Find. Find Tally's mysterious little bags. And many, many, many more things. But until then. Farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.